Hello, and welcome to the Meliora Mentor Podcast. I am Jocelyn Hillam. I live in East Idaho. I have four kids, and I'm a Christian mom. For those of you who don't know me very good, that's a little bit about me. I do this podcast because I have found Meliora. I have found a better life, a happier life through changing my thoughts. And I want to help you to change your thoughts because it has changed my life and my outlook on life for the better. I am excited that you are joining me in this series. Right now I am doing a pregnancy series because pregnancy was a hard season for me. But there are other things that I am really excited to delve into after this series is over with that happen in daily life with motherhood and dealing with people that I can help you think through and navigate some of these issues that come up in relationships and weight loss and being a mom and a myriad of other things that we tend to go through. But thank you for joining me. I am so glad you are here. Hi, I am Jocelyn, the host of the Meliora Mentor Podcast. Meliora means better in Latin. I encourage better thoughts for a better you and a better life through taking small steps in thought or action to reach your goal. I help individuals with an inner desire who are having a difficult time making progress to fulfill their goals to find the small, doable steps without making drastic changes to their everyday lives. And I can help you. Thanks for joining me. Have you ever had a goal, a goal that you really wanted to reach, but it was seeming to be super hard, (laughs) really difficult, and was almost a little bit frustrating that you could not reach this goal? If you've ever had a goal like that, you're in good company because I have had a goal like that and I'm going to tell you about it right now. I've already mentioned how my first baby came as an emergency c-section. I didn't really even have opportunity to decide how I would have wanted my birth plan because he came nine weeks early. I wasn't even thinking about labor at that time. Um, But after that, I had wanted an unmedicated birth. I just really wanted to try that. I really wanted to do that. And there were multiple reasons that I wanted the unmedicated birth. One was it was just a goal I had and I just wanted to reach that goal. Another reason was because the epidurals for me cost so much money. For my third baby, the epidural itself was like $3,000. Mind-blowing, right? So it's like, if I could save (laughs) $3,000, that would be pretty awesome. So I had this goal for, I would say, probably baby two, definitely baby three, and for sure baby four. Baby two, it was kind of like I didn't know what could happen. Um, because I had had emergency C-section and I was really scared of an emergency C-section again. Well, baby three, I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm just going to do it. But by, um, dilation of around seven, I was like, yeah, can't do it. (laughs) I didn't do it. And it was so hard and frustrating. And I was annoyed with myself that I couldn't stick with it and do it. So with baby four, I was ready to put all the things into place. I wanted this so bad. I really wanted to have a baby unmedicated. So with the fourth pregnancy, I decided to do a whole lot more to prepare, and it was a goal to birth this baby unmedicated. I did lots of research. I read a lot of things about it, and I put into place things that I knew would help. (laughs) I did all the things to prepare. 
I tried to eat healthier. I tried to do Pilates and walking. I bounced on a yoga ball while helping the kids do school, because I also homeschool my kids, instead of just sitting in a chair. I tried birth breathing when I went to the bathroom. I ate dates. I drank raspberry leaf tea. And even though I did not like it, I even did the perineal massage, which I probably hated the most. It was painful, weird, awkward, and definitely not fun. But I was determined to do the things necessary to prepare for this baby because I wanted to reach this goal so bad. I practiced breathing and visualization techniques. But most importantly, I prayed. I told God I wanted to do this and that I would need his help. Everything I read and most of the research I did said that relaxing and breathing were the two most important things to birth a baby unmedicated successfully. I read that tensing your body does not help at all and can actually hinder the process of birth and lead to medical intervention, which I totally did not want. So the middle of the week came, it was around a Wednesday, and I had been having contractions on and off. They would kind of range from like about four minutes apart up to around 20 or so minutes apart. But it was also my son's birthday that day and he had some stuff planned to do. So I really hoped that little baby would wait until we could get some of his birthday activities done. But I started keeping track of how far apart my contractions were on an app, which was actually really helpful. I usually try to have as least amount of apps as possible, <laughs> but that one was awesome. Um, towards the evening, actually after the birthday festivities, thankfully, <laughs> the contractions started to hurt quite a bit more. And they were getting to be really painful and almost around four or five minutes apart. I told my husband that we probably needed to go soon. My plan was to have the baby unmedicated in the hospital. I, just with being a high-risk pregnancy from my first baby, um, I just wanted to be close to medical care in case something did happen. Because, you know, you never know. I didn't plan on that emergency C-section. So I wanted to be prepared. My awesome and amazing mother came straight from work and she was actually a labor and delivery nurse at a time from the same hospital I was going to. And she came and slept at my house with the kids while we went on our way. This was such a great peace of mind for me that I didn't have to worry about my children. <laughs> on the drive down, I was pretty tense during a couple of the contractions. And I knew I shouldn't be tense, but it was getting really difficult to relax. Somehow, I found a way to relax decently as we drove the 40-minute drive to the hospital. And the drive actually didn't seem very long, surprisingly. We arrived at the hospital around like 12.50 p.m., so 50 minutes after midnight. And when we got to the hospital, like this emotion of just wanting to cry was so strong for some reason. It was during COVID, we had to put the masks on, which I didn't do because I was kind of started crying and was hysterically in labor and in pain and I think they could see that I was just really uncomfortable and needed to be in my own room and nobody else was at the hospital anyway. So anyways, I really hoped when I got to the hospital that I was like dilated at a six or a seven, which in hindsight, that was probably a bad thing to hope for because um, does that give you any hint of what might have happened? Yeah, she tested me and I was only at a four. I was also positive for that strep B, and I knew I'd have to get the antibiotic before she came, and apparently the antibiotic for the strep B takes four hours to get into your system. 
So we're in the hospital and the nurse I had did not seem to be in any hurry to get me in an IV. I just tried to shake it off and wait through it, but the contractions were getting worse and more intense. She eventually did check me into the hospital though and told me I was at that four, like I said. After she told me it was, I was at a four, I just started crying. How was I going to do this? I still had to dilate six centimeters and I felt like I was going to die at a four. And with my other girls, like the labor had taken like 12 hours, which I didn't realize at the time that the epidural slows labor down a lot. <laughs> and I'll finish the story so you can hear how much, hear what happened. The contractions were getting so intense, I had to have my husband apply pressure to my hips, and the contractions still hurt very badly. I was thinking I had at least four hours of this to go because that's how long it, the IV took for the strep B thing, and I was just starting to break down. It was difficult for me to think of one contraction at a time. I was thinking of how much time I had left overall, and I started to think I couldn't do it. I became a sobbing mess and I was very discouraged. I did not have very positive thoughts about being able to pull off an unmedicated all-natural birth. The pain was so bad. I doubted my resolve and everything I had planned to do. The thing that helped me was to go into the shower and hold onto the rods while Isaac pushed my hips and I would try to breathe through the contractions. Or maybe I just felt better hiding in the shower from the nurse. <laughs> I was kind of a mess. But it seemed with each contraction, I was getting more tense and less relaxed. I knew I needed to relax. I knew I needed to slow things down and breathe, but I could not. The crying and doubting probably didn't help. I cried to my husband that I was not going to be able to do it. I was only at a four and I felt like my body was deteriorating and being ripped apart with each contraction. Maybe not quite so literally, but I cannot think of an adequate way to describe the pain of an intense contraction. It probably didn't help that it was very late at night and I was very tired. I was so discouraged that I could not meet this goal. I felt I was letting me down and my husband down and the pain was bitter and deep and hard. And it came out in uncontrollable sobs. The nurse had told me she was going to check me after an hour, so I finally came out of the shower in my hysterical, crying mess so that she could check me. And I was only at a five, and the contractions were starting to come so fast. I didn't have time to calm or breathe between any of it, it felt like. If there was a depth of despair, I was there. I surrendered all hope of achieving that goal that I had put so much time and effort to achieve, and it hurt. It hurt physically, it hurt mentally, it hurt emotionally, and it hurt spiritually. I felt I had completely failed. I started begging for an epidural, for any way to relieve the pain that was feeling almost constant and the worst pain I'd ever felt in my whole life. I was so tense and panicking. I was doing everything wrong, and I knew it saying I can't do this over and over again and hysterically hyperventilating while crying. At some point, I had turned to my side on the bed and was clutching the bed rails for dear life. Like, this is hysterics. I have never felt this way in my entire life until this uh, trying to go through natural labor. 
Another nurse came in to try and give me an IV so that they could get the fluid started for the epidural, but I could not hold still for her. It was physically impossible with the contractions coming so rapidly and intense. She tried once and had to pull it out because I moved. I think I was pretty upset about that, and I didn't say very nice things probably, which I'm embarrassed about now. But I seriously was a hysterical, sobbing, tensed, unrelaxed, panicking mess. If I couldn't hold still for an IV, how in the world was I going to hold still for an epidural? I started to worry that I was not going to get any relief from the pain, and I wanted to die. Literally. One nurse was trying to put counter pressure on my hips and calm me down. The other nurse was trying to get an IV in. I think Isaac was trying to calm me down as well. And by some mercy of God, there was a longer break in the contractions than there had been before. And she finally was able to get the IV mostly in before I started having another contraction. The IV was barely all taped down when I felt a pop inside and a big gush that wet everything on my bed. I knew my water had broke and I started to yell that my water had broke. Keep in mind, this is like 2 o'clock in the morning by now. At some point, another nurse came into the room and I felt the baby was down and ready to come. I rolled over and screamed very loud. <laughs> Probably louder than I ever screamed before. Later, I was told that they heard my screams clear down the hall. <laughs> Oops. But I needed to push. The doctor was not there, there was no instruments out, and they were rushing just to grab some gloves. One of the nurses asked me not to push, but that did not happen. I think I screamed loud every single time I pushed. I did consciously think about birth breathing and tried to breathe the baby down, and I think it helped. I think I only pushed for four or five times, and she was born. The nurses delivered her. I was kind of in shock. I was in awe. I was in fright. I was in wonder. I was in amazement, excitement, and of course embarrassment. I had done it. I had birthed a baby unmedicated. They didn't even have time to get one dose of the antibiotic in. I went from a five to a born baby in 17 minutes. I was truly embarrassed for the way I had screamed, tensed, and acted. It has only been as I have analyzed it many times since that I realized what a gift from God it was. He helped me to keep the goal that I had to birth my baby naturally. I had given up. I had lost the will, the determination, and strength. And yet here God was granting me a miracle. The doctor showed up 11 minutes after she was born. And I was in a much better state emotionally, mentally, and all around. Even though it was not the relaxed version of a medicated birth that I had hoped and planned for it to be, I had done it. I had done it. With much preparation and with much help from God, I had done it. I still cry. Every time I think about the sweet tenderness of God answering my prayers and helping me in a goal that I had prepared so diligently for. It truly was a miracle. God is good. God is there. God does hear 
and God does answer our prayers. If you've been struggling in your goal, if you've had years of failed attempts and failures, and many times where you haven't reached your goal, don't lose the faith. Keep going. The world needs you. Your family needs you. You need you. And God needs you. We all need you to keep going, to keep trying. And through him, you will be able to succeed because he can help us do all things. And if you are experiencing another round of disappointment, don't give up. Keep trying. Keep going. Have him help you with the disappointment, with this discouragement, and with the next steps to take. Because he can. He can enlighten your mind. He can send his spirit to help comfort you in these goals that you want to reach that you are having a hardest time. Little by little, day by day, small forward step by fall, small forward step. Even if there's backward steps, because there will be, he will help you during those times. So to sum up a little bit of today's takeaway that I want you to think about is to not give up in your goals. Not give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Pray. Do the small steps. Think of new ways to think about your goal of the things you want to reach. Look for new resources, whatever it may be, but don't give up. There is a reason you need to reach this goal. There is a reason God needs you to reach this goal. There is a reason that you have to push through the discouragement, the disappointment, and the hardships. Maybe you don't know it right now, but I'm sure someday you will. Reach out to me if you are having a hard time reaching your goals. I'm actually really good at helping people through hard times. I've helped people with mental stress, with weight loss, and working with your mind, and having your mind work for you. As you have your mind work for you, it can make your goals become a lot easier and doable and feel more manageable. My email address is provided in the show notes. It always is there. And other ways to connect with me are also there in the show notes. And I encourage you to join me. Join me on Facebook or Instagram where I do frequent live videos to teach you mindset tools or positive thoughts to have throughout your daily life. I want to help you. I genuinely want to help you because I have been helped and I know how much better I feel when I have these thoughts. So, Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you for being a part of the Meliora Mentor Podcast, for listening, for sharing, and for most of all, applying these tools into your own life to improve your own happiness so that you can find your own better thoughts for a better you and a better life through taking small steps in thought or action to reach your goal. If you are one of those individuals who have an inner desire but are having difficult time making progress in your goals, I can help you find the small, doable steps without drastic changes to your everyday life. Reach out, let's connect, 
and let's see you move forward. My name is Jocelyn, and I thank you for listening. Until next time.